Welcome to Let's Talk Link Building. My name is Aaron Anderson, your host with LinkPitch.io, and this week's guest is Stuart Dunlop. He runs a link building agency at LinkBuilder.io, and Stuart and I go a ways back, and it's really interesting because he got his start in casino link building and then later grew an agency, and so he has some really interesting perspectives on paid linking, on difficult industries like casino link building and really gives us a, a good perspective of the paid link building industry and kind of you know how to navigate it if you're in a difficult industry or you need to get uh, links to difficult pages. So let's jump right in. Thanks, Stuart, for taking some time to chat with us about link building. Yeah, no worries, it's a pleasure. So I was really excited to get Stuart on the show because uh, Stuart and I actually have quite a bit of history and if you listen to the first episode where I go back and I talk about my history and I mentioned that I hired a link builder when I was working at some different agencies, I hired a link builder and Stuart was the link builder that I hired. What was this like six years ago or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016. Okay. Yeah. So he was the link builder that I hired and then I hired kind of at multiple different agencies and he kind of introduced me to a lot of like link building and things. So and I mean, for a while there, I was bugging him a lot with all these questions about link building because I started getting into it and, you know, I was always pinging him with all these questions and stuff. So, you know, we've we've chatted a lot about link building over the years. And so, yeah, just love to, you know, maybe, Stuart, if you want to start out and kind of give us your background of how you got into link building and kind of what, what brought you to where you are today. Yeah, so, so I probably got into SEO. I used to work at a company that built like online poker affiliate sites. So online poker space, really competitive. And then started learning, you know, how to do SEO, how to create content that ranks. And then kind of got into link building because a lot of people would approach our website um, initially about like, how can we get links on your site? And like, how much did they cost? And, you know, I, and then I just started going down this rabbit hole all around link building. Then started kind of freelancing myself did some campaigns for like casino type companies to like, kind of to learn how to build links for those guys and what's interesting about the casino industry and this is still the case is you have like all these companies that are like listed on the stock exchanges in london and new york and they're all spending a huge amount of money just paying for links just paying for links and this is like a huge industry like the casino industry and the gambling industry and backlinks and it's kind of like gone out now to like affiliate sites. And so I learned from from that side of things where people just have honestly obscene budgets where they're just paying for links. Uh, I don't know at the highest levels how much they still do it now. But I, yeah, I, I think like still a huge amount from what I've seen um, and from my experiences. Like the SEO teams at all of the major casinos are, yeah, you know, they have, they have big budgets for links. They don't always necessarily do it the right way, but... Yeah, that's how I kind of learned about link building anyway. And then I just like, and then I just kind of branched that. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to pigeonhole myself just only to casino links. Like, let's start really digging in, following the influencers. Obviously, like, you know, Brian Dean, Backlinko. There was a guy in the UK called Dan Ray who had like a really good Facebook group that I like, joined like a few years ago. Uh, Ryan Stewart um, of Webris really has some like brilliant, he still has some brilliant ideas, but like he kind of introduced like systems for link building. And that's how I got into like starting my own agency doing link building for, 
more clients outside kind of just of that scope and started link builder probably towards the end of 2016 early 2017 maybe early 2017 and just slowly grew up until to where it is now Cool. Yeah. So I think your background is really interesting because you kind of started in the the ultra competitive casino space. And, you know, for me, I tend to avoid like working with casino clients or if a website I see is linking out to a casino site, I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't want to link from this site. Yeah. So I'm really curious to kind of understand more of like, so obviously there's a lot of money in the casino space, but are they paying for a lot of just like questionable links or like how (laughs) how strict are they about quality and how are you able to manage that both like working in this competitive space but then how do you view it kind of objectively from the other side like if you see a site linking out to a casino does that immediately disqualify (laughs) them from a quality perspective and just can you give me some insights there because yeah it seems a little (laughs) dicey to me (laughs) it's so funny because uh, yes if i see a site that's like linking out to loads of casinos that's a red flag because i know they're accepting lots of money for links and therefore it could be a red flag (laughs) but on the the other hand yes casinos are doing dubious stuff what i would say is like the big casinos i won't name any of them but like some of the big independent the actual brands they're a little bit less they're more risk averse like they won't and they have like internal legal teams as well so like just for example like they don't want like a link even from like a website that has anything to do with like kids for example they're like are like in an article maybe about gaming or video games that shows like you know people playing games some of the actual casinos are really strict the affiliates is like a whole different ball game there's like probably a lot of the spam you see they're actually like affiliate websites but they pay a lot of money for links and they do so because paid links do work especially in that industry not i mean they wouldn't be doing it if it didn't it still does work it's probably way more competitive in the uk and the us there's a lot of locations like in australia new zealand for whatever reason it seems to be a little bit easier to rank so you have tons of affiliates in some of those countries that are just paying huge amounts for links a lot of them, like they'll pay for homepage links on sites that have nothing to do with casinos or gambling, like sites about like maps or maybe like other like hobby type games or like, you know, like universal like time or weather sites. Like I've seen everything and they pay for links quite often that you can spot these homepages where there's like 10 links going all out to casino sites because these guys just go through Ahrefs. They look at where the top ranking competitors have links from and they just all go after the same links. Now, some of those sites may be kind of like churn and burn. There's not a huge volume of like online casino affiliates that like have stood the test of time. So some of them might like start ranking well for you know a year or two and then burn out because they don't have like a long-term strategy for link building. But yeah, it's a really fascinating industry. And like, like I said, like they have huge budgets for link building. And yeah, oh, whenever we do it with with clients, like we we try to do it in like a way more sustainable approach. So like we will actively say like if you build links on this website, this website is going downhill. Like it's going downhill and it's probably going downhill quite, quite fast. It might have like a two three year life lifespan remaining, but beyond that, it's just not going to work. So yeah, you can you can do it balanced, and in that space as well, it's one where like you can only build maybe 5% of links from other casino or gambling type sites. The other 95% of links are going to be from like, <laughs> like game sites, technology sites, business people. Like they'll just try and get a link on anything and try and tie the topic. So they'll try and get topic, topically relevant links uh, rather than like relevancy on at the domain level. So yeah. 
Uh, I could go okay. on and on and on, but those are just like some tidbits of uh, information on on that. Sure. So it sounds like the the spammiest stuff is going on from the affiliates. That they're kind of planning on we'll, we'll do what it takes to rank, and then we just know it's not going to last. Uh, we'll make money while we can, and maybe they do this with multiple sites, just kind of churning and burning. But it sounds like there is, you know, with the casino companies, there is, you know, some that are maybe more risk averse than others. But from your perspective of building links for other clients, so anytime you see links to casino companies, you do that, you do count that as a red flag. So how do you kind of do quality control for a casino company when you're trying to be like measured and maybe a little more on the risk averse side? How are you able to kind of evaluate a site and say, like, because any site that accepts paid links from casinos, usually that's a red, red flag for most industries. So how are you able to kind of find the sites that you can say, okay, like, is there just like, this is the quality that's good enough and just being in the industry, you kind of have a sense for that? Yeah, to be honest, we don't work with any big casino operators now. We worked with one for probably three years and honestly probably did about 100 links a month with them. So, And at that time, I think we had some like really strict stuff. Like we'd actually look at the backlink profile and it's the percentage of like outbound links. First of all, we look at like the outbound links ratio of the entire site. And if it was below two, meaning like if they have, if they're linking out to two times as many sites as they have coming into them, that's a red flag. And that's cause for concern. Then we would manually look through the outbound links. And like if they had links to like, say 50 plus casino sites, that's possibly a red flag. The thing is, linking out to casino sites in of itself, it's not like, I don't think Google's like, oh, this site links to a casino, it's a bad site. But it's just an indication of a, a like a bigger problem where they might just be selling too many links. So I, I don't know that necessarily just linking to a casino site is a like I don't I don't know if there's something in like Google's algorithm which says if you link to a casino site we're going to penalize you. I, I don't think that's probably not true. But yeah, just looking at in terms of like the bigger the bigger picture. But we would look at like the overall health of websites. So yeah so many and, and this is the same for any paid industry it doesn't matter if it's um, casino or otherwise but like is this site going to last like stand the test of time are they putting out editorial content which isn't just paid for content uh, you know it's a real people behind the site do they have good metrics are they ranking for like a wide variety of keywords relevant to their niche so just looking at all these things but we did like with that particular client like we avoided tons of sites where we thought they were in a bad neighborhood as in like all the other affiliates and all the other people in the casino industry picked up on these sites they all wanted to pay for links because they saw everyone else doing it and so this race to the bottom where it's like okay well if 200 sites casino sites are all everyone's just buying links on their site probably that site's going to get burned or flagged up at some point i'm assuming that google is intelligent enough in the way that they design their algorithms to possibly be able to detect that so yeah let's just not do that because it's it might work for the short term, but probably long term, it's not going to be viable. Got it. So yeah, it's really about identifying those sites that are selling casino links on a pretty consistent, ongoing basis. That those are the ones you maybe avoid. But casino links here or there, if they, if they seem to be done in a more natural way or something, that that would be fine for you. It's all about just trying to identify the ones that you see that's a pretty that selling links is kind of their their main business model or stuff. Those those are the kind of sites that you were. Yeah, sounds like you're avoiding. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and like I think that that's a bigger thing when it comes to like paid link building. You know, not just in the 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 casino industry, but um, 
yeah i think you like you're you're seeing like a lot of obvious link farms now this is like something we've noticed that's like on the rise you know in the last few years it's so funny because like not not to knock like other agencies but like sometimes i see like agencies that are advertising the fact that like they have access to, like thirty thousand publisher websites that we can like connect you with and like that just screams to me like guys if you, if you have thirty thousand websites you can get your clients links on like you've not done any vetting you've not trimmed any of that i guarantee you 90 percent of those sites are um like are, are link farms or, or just sites that maybe they were a good one back in the day but they're just selling way too many links and they're just gonna they're just gonna crash and burn yeah so paid linking is something that i tend to avoid for the most part i, I don't have like a moral issue with it or anything i just tend to avoid the industries where paid linking is kind of like a necessity to compete and so I'm interested to see, like, it sounds like you're, you know, you do a lot of paid linking. I don't know, you know what percentage of what you do is paid linking, but you you work in industries where maybe it's a necessity. So can you talk about like what types of industries do you think like buying links is kind of a necessity and then how you kind of manage the quality control? Because from my perspective, whenever someone asks for money, for me, that's like, okay, that that's just a red flag. They, yeah. they ask for money. So then like we have a higher level of quality to okay once they ask for money okay then we have to do some further checks to make sure they they meet certain criteria and then it just seems like so few kind of get through those those quality checks so i'm curious kind of how you manage those things yeah it's a really good question so first of all yeah we don't do like primary we're, we're very good at doing like a lot of free links as well so we do like a very balanced approach so for example like if we have clients in the SaaS space you just don't really need to pay for links all the best links are going to come from like probably like relationship-based link building, guest post. When I say relationship-based link building, I mean link exchanges, <laughs> basically. So you don't need to pay for links, but certain industries, like you said, casino being one. Others, um, to answer your question, like travel, e-commerce. So like, for example, like selling flowers online, probably in like the legal space, not necessarily like the business-to-business legal space, but you know, like personal injury lawyers, obviously it's a massive industry. You know, your SEO is huge in the legal space, especially in America, where people are paying like a thousand dollars for a click on like P- on like a PPC campaign. So obviously, there's a lot of those companies are paying for links just to get ahead. Mm, maybe a little bit of tech in circumstances, but tech's rife with link farms, so I would just generally avoid that. But there's some really good industries, so like travel and, for example, like the wedding space. So so travel's a good one. Travel's a good one because. There are a vast amount of travel sites and travel bloggers who are like independent bloggers going around. Maybe they've got like a a good Instagram following. Obviously, Instagram has probably killed off that industry in the last 10 years to some degree. But there's still a huge amount of like independent travel bloggers, maybe in like the DR 30 to 60 range. And obviously, like their income is relying on advertising networks on their websites. So just from like the views, they probably use like ad networks like Mediavine, which pay them. But sponsored posts are a big part of it. So they know that like a huge part of their income and life, you know, lifestyle is going to be down to occasionally selling and partnering with people who are going to pay them for links. That's a great one. So, you know, I know if we, if we were working with a client who was a travel agency or something, I don't know, an airline, whatever it is, paying for links is going to give you access to that huge gulf of sites within that like DR20 to 60 range. Bloggers who they're not going to give you a link or work with you unless you pay them. And if you are willing to pay them, if if the sites are good quality and they're putting out like lots of amazing like travel guides, which a lot of these travel bloggers do, they they write some incredible stuff. 
But if, if you say, I'm never going to pay for links, then you're automatically closing yourself off to all of those opportunities. You just can't access those sites. So that's those are the circumstances where I think paying for links is okay, provided that the metrics of those sites is really strong. But travel is a great one because there's so many good travel sites. Weddings is like another one. So for example, we worked with like a, an events company in the UK and built some... We, we actually got like some really good free links just from doing like PR outreach because we it was quite a unique thing that they were doing. So we reached out to some magazines, got some amazing free links, but we were like, okay, there's really good wedding type blogs in the UK. Um, how do we get links from some of those? We, we found out that some of them were actually doing like sponsored kind of collaborations. The prices were reasonable. So just to give us like a head start, we were like, okay, well, we're just going to take this budget and we're going to spend it on these links. And like we saw like a really marked and obvious difference a couple of months after doing that. The sites are really good, by the way, probably like I probably like on those particular sites, maybe 95 to 98% of the content was like completely editorial. So like a very small percentage of the content they're publishing is made up of people like me paying for links, which is a good sign. And the problem is when you start, when those percentages start coming down to like where it's like, you know, 30 percent is editorial 70 percent is paid for that that could be a problem because it speaks to that site maybe not standing the test of time but those are some examples of good industries for paid links okay sure and how do you recognize those percentages you say oh you know this is the percentage like is this purely just kind of scanning the website and getting like a sense like oh, okay like every third page i see is like is sponsored or how do you kind of get a sense yeah exactly like you you can just do like I feel like I can spot link farms in the second, like sometimes even just by looking at the domain name now, but like, yeah, pretty much the second you land on the recent post, generic titles, the depth of the content is thin. It's never going to be more than 600 words. Like there's no way any editor that you've paid has come up with, with those title ideas, stock images. Yeah. There's, there's, I think it's quite easy to spot that kind of stuff. Whereas like, even affiliate sites are good places to get links from sometimes or quite often because they're putting out a lot of like really detailed content because they need to in order to rank and like sometimes you're even better off like don't contribute a new piece of content just try and ask them to pay for a link on a piece of content which is getting a ton of traffic and ton of links already like it would make sense that google would view that as is better like if you know just just cherry pick the best pages on that site and if it's relevant to the brand you want to link to just get a link from that existing page it's probably going to be more powerful than getting a link on a a really thin terrible piece of content that no one's gonna gonna read yeah so it sounds like you know your approach to paid linking isn't necessarily like that you do pay linking on for every client or every niche it's really niche specific and based on whether it's necessary in that campaign or whether like, do you tend to do it more, maybe uh, there are certain clients where maybe like, okay, we can get a lot of links, you know, free links, but to get links to their, your money pages or something, we might have to pay for that. Is that something you also do to get links to maybe harder pages to, to build links for? Yeah, I would say so. It's just a balanced thing. Like my approach to link building is I, I'm never going to be like only free links or only paid links. If it makes sense, then I'll, we'll, we'll do it. Um, like just for an example, I think we, we worked with like an e-commerce client and we got a ton of like homepage links to their site, just doing like Harrow. So really good foundational, what you would call white hat, not paid for links, but to get links to some of the product pages was in a bit of an obscure niche. We had to, we had to pay for links to get any of the links into those like collections type pages. 
where we just you just can't really build links to those types of pages naturally so that's one where we, we just supplemented the campaign but like i said still built a ton of like what you call white hat high dr links but then also just just adding in and supplementing the campaign with some of those paid links as well okay yeah makes sense and when you're kind of doing the quality control on, on these sites because like I mentioned before, sometimes for me, when a site asks for money, it's already okay. Let's make sure they meet certain quality quality criteria. Do you find like sites that ask for money and are willing to pay for links? Do you have like some sort of sense of of those that want to take my money, only like 30% of them are going to like fit our quality criteria? Or do you have kind of a, like how many people are asking you for money and how many of those do you actually like enough to think, okay, that they're good enough for us to actually pay? Like? <laughs> so like, put this way, we may or may not have an internal database of like 20,000 sites that are just blacklisted. Like we'll, we'll blacklist. Yeah, I would say probably, if we did no prospecting to filter them out, probably like 90% of the sites are going to be like a no-go. Yeah, t- to be honest, the, the, the percentage is pretty is pretty huge and just because yeah like you said this if you're willing to accept payment for links you're more likely to just like deteriorate naturally over time when you becomes less about the quality of content and more about just getting money for links that's probably that's probably a factor at play there's a lot of sites that still like keep the balance really well the loads of sites actually loads of sites but in any one given like niche or area there's there's maybe not like a huge amount um, and and there's going to be more because people know that in like business tech business and tech are probably two biggest ones like any domain name with like tech in the title apart from TechCrunch, <laughs> is a link form um pretty much it's almost the same with like business yeah there's a huge amount yeah well i think it's uh, you know it's been really interesting to kind of get your perspective because like i know you do a lot of different types of link building but just since you mm. kind of came from a really difficult in- industry that's like uh, you know all paid linking <laughs> uh it's curious to see kind of you know what uh you know how you balance that and, and kind of how you perceive some of those risks and how do you manage that both within casino or difficult niches like cbd or other ones uh, yeah. versus uh you know just for other clients yeah and like i just got a call earlier today and like with a friend of mine who's in like the gaming space i'm not seeing like so we still have like our quality controls in place when it comes to sites and we'll never like we'll never go below that it doesn't matter but like this is just an example of like an industry where you can do buy and uh, not well basically buy spammy links and be effective so he noticed that he was getting outranked by lots of sites that this is like today like in present time he actually showed me them and all they're doing is like blog comment spam <laughs> this is like a, this is like a 2005 like link building technique i'm not advocating you do this because it'll maybe work for a year and you'll get burned but I'm just I'm just saying like Google's algorithms are like, Google isn't perfect and it it'll still it, like I've seen firsthand like he showed me like taught me through it, like blog comment spam in in that particular ga- niche in the, in the gaming space it, it is working so yeah I'd just say like don't close your mind off to to I say still have your standards and your you, you know look at metrics but also just look at like the quality of a website. But don't close your mind off to just because like 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 some independent blogger or someone wants to like make a little bit of extra cash and sponsor both. You can't always just be like a in certain industries. You can't always just be a hero like only getting free links. Also, like it's quite funny because it's, it's a link building agency. Like 
someone's just, someone's paying you to build them links like they're paying for they're paying for links but yeah. it's like you, you can just i just say to them like, okay guys well like yeah but you can have a lot more link opportunities like all your competitors are getting links from all these sites who we know are they've like paid for them the sites are good but they paid for them so you're just going to close close your mind off to all those like opportunities i would just say yeah it's just something to to think about well, cool. Well, uh, Stuart, uh, thanks for coming on. It was, uh, it was fascinating to hear kind of your approach. And, uh, you know, there's so many other topics we could dive into. So maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, in the yeah. future we can, <laughs> I've got a lot. we can dive into something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it was fun. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, thanks, Stuart. We'll talk later. Cheers. Bye-bye.